This is the Cool Meanderings with Dr. Germ G Podcast. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to the Cool Meanderings with Dr. Germ G Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Germ G. If this is your first time listening, I'm an aspiring writer, a former college professor that is interested in exploring different uh, mediums to share ideas, not only related to education, but also in areas like entertainment, sports, movies, like uh, comic book movies. And that's the reason why I am recording this episode in the wee hours here. I had some other content that I, I wanted to share, particularly related to uh, back to school. And I'll get to that in future episodes. And also I wanted to preview the upcoming football season. But the other day, I couldn't help but leave a comment on a YouTube video by the Den of Nerds, which is one of the more popular uh, YouTube channels for promoting all kinds of really cool hype for uh, comic book movies and Star Wars movies and games and stuff like that. The Den of Nerds is pretty well known. Well, anyway, uh, this was a video where they were sharing some leaks about a potential third Doctor Strange movie, which would be a follow up to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And apparently this movie was is alleged to somehow lead into an Avengers Secret Wars movie. So listen, you know, per usual, the Den of Nerves, they dropped some scintillating rumors that whet the appetite for an epic comic book movie. And look, I appreciate it, especially these days, given the actors and writers strike that just drags on. But I couldn't help but feel like I was once again being hyped for a genre that I love, but really has been underwhelming of late. Once again. The hype train was abuzz with news about what we might get in the next epic MCU film, which might be in 2024, 2025, maybe even 2026 at this rate. So as I listened, I just thought, man, you know, I thought about the countless videos that hyped up MCU films over the last five or six years. And I just dropped a quick comment and my comment was MCU hype is greater than MCU content and with an added emoji just to show how despondent I've become about MCU flicks and really all comic book movies in general. And the comment seemed to resonate with a few hundred YouTubers with likes and some comments. So I so I thought, you know. After that, I started thinking back to the days of SuperheroHype.com and ComicBookMovie.com when I used to regularly scour those sites for updates and rumors about comic book movies pre-MCU. I mean, this is going back to the the, the Raimi days, you know, the days of Sam Raimi with Spider-Man and the Nolan trilogy, you know, back when we had Superman Returns with Brandon Ralph those days and then eventually the Snyderverse flicks particularly the earlier ones 
I just remember how repeatedly I went into to these films or shows with unreal expectations, only to leave feeling anywhere from indifferent to just deflated. Of course, there have been some exceptions, but overall, I came away from these films and shows with this meh vibe, you know, just, I don't know. So who's to blame for these lukewarm experiences with comic book movies? Is it the hype machine, the studios, the writers, the directors, the actors, or maybe my own unrealistic expectations? Is it realistic for me to expect creatives to bring legendary stories to life on the big screen or small screen without adding their own interpretation? Is it reasonable to hope that these creatives and our executives will be well-versed on what they produce to know like what aspects of these epic comic book stories should be respected in film adaptations. You know, there's certain characters that just should not be altered for creativity's sake. For example, Gore the God Butcher, Modoc. I mean, these, these are with all due respect to the creatives. These are characters that really, really should have been respected based on their comic book lineage and their history. Anyway, you know, there's probably enough blame to go around. Uh, The one thing that I'm more confident about with each comic book movie is that the hype absolutely trumps the final product in most cases. I mean, these comic book movies seriously need to level up in order to match the hype, which can build for two to three years for some of these movies. You know, there are some films and characters that have the dubious task of having to shoulder the burden of an entire franchise. Like, for instance, basically, the Fantastic Four and Doctor Doom are being set up to make or break the MCU in some people's eyes. Admittedly, I do think a lot is riding on the success of their eventual arrival to the MCU for Kevin Feige. But... I, you know, I think in general, though, that the hype machine for comic book movies, it's 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 out of control, um, but not necessarily in a bad way. But it's just it's just really difficult for the studios. I'm finding just my one fan observations. I'm finding that it's, it's just difficult for them to keep up. Um, but the hype machine for comic book movies, it goes back. You know, you got to go back to the days of Sam Raimi and Tommy McGuire when they built off the success of Blade with Wesley Snipes to revitalize the comic book movie genre after the 90s with all those awful Batman movies. Um, You know, post to... um, uh, Well, okay. We'll we'll leave that alone. But anyway, uh, yeah, so Raimi and and McGuire, they really revolutionized comic book movies in the early 2000s. And I just remember all the hype that led up to Spider-Man 3, particularly about Venom, the possibility of of including Venom, the symbiote. We knew that the symbiote was going to be a part of the story, but we weren't completely sure that we were getting a Venom until one of the last trailers dropped. We knew we were getting a Sandman. It was going to be this perfect trifecta of a trilogy 
this film was set up to be the coronation of Sam Raimi's genius in bringing Spider-Man to the big screen. After so many years of waiting for Spider-Man to be on the big screen, we finally got Spider-Man, Spider-Man 1, Spider-Man 2, my, in my opinion, which was one of the best comic book movies. Again, it's just, you know, this genre was revitalized because of Raimi and, and Tobey Maguire, in my opinion. But when we finally got to Spider-Man 3, it was this meh adaptation of one of Spider-Man's greatest story arcs with the symbiote. And I mean, look, somehow they made Sandman and Harry Osborn fit into the story, which I thought was awesome, but also underwhelming relative to the hype. The symbiote and Venom that Raimi gave us was nothing compared to the symbiote and Venom that we finally got nearly 20 years later. Now, as a film, I think Spider-Man 3 is better than both Venom movies, but not because of Venom, if that makes any sense. You see, Peter's struggles with the symbiote in Spider-Man 3 were actually quite interesting, but the costume was just mid. I mean... I mean, wow, they were way just too much into their own creativity there. We should have gotten a proper symbiote costume. And I'm not even going to get into how the symbiote was affecting Peter's behavior. I mean, to a degree, I thought it was I thought it was interesting, compelling. But the dancing was just over the top. So I don't know. Maybe some folks, some fans love that. For me, I, I just, I was beside myself. I remember just watching and thinking, what is happening? What is this? But still, in spite of that, it's still a good movie. What's crazy, though, is that this example is a relatively weak one in terms of the hype relative to the actual content. For example, if you look at the Morbius film, I mean, that movie has had, that movie is crazy in that it has, it had really wild hype before and after its release. Somehow the hype surrounding the Morbius movie and the dreams of would-be sequels, I mean, it, it far exceeded what some believe is one of the worst comic book movies ever made. So you, you've got that. And then, of course, you have the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which, you know, it's they've given us a wide spectrum of films to to look at and to appreciate, but also to sort of scratch our head about and wonder, you know, where, where are we going? Look, I, I thought for phases one and two were, were decent, you know, I there someone mentioned in the YouTube comments that we got a half baked version of the Demon in the Bottle story arc from Iron Man 2, which I definitely agree with. But I also understand why they didn't go too far with that story. See, I thought Phase 3 actually did a really good job of threading Tony Stark's journey together really well. I thought the MCU's creative choices were probably at, probably at their best with films like Captain America Civil War, Black Panther... Thor Ragnarok, 
and the two Avengers films featuring Thanos. Perhaps all that success empowered the MCU to forge deeper into their creative processes by unearthing little-used characters for Phase 4, like Kate Bishop, Jennifer Walters, a.k.a. She-Hulk, and Agatha Harkness. They definitely found success by transforming little-known Guardians of the Galaxy into comic book movie legends. I mean, if you think about it, it's only because of comic book movies that Guardians of the Galaxy are now mainstream characters. So, at least in my mind, I, I, I can't say that I would have had, aside from Drax, maybe? I can't say that I, maybe Gamora, I can't say that I would have had a, a pretty, a, a deep knowledge of, of, of the Guardians of the Galaxy lexicon without comic book movies. But, I don't know, somehow, the creative processes, the storytelling just could not match the hype in phase four. I mean, even the highly anticipated and profitable Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness was found to be underwhelming, in my opinion, as the rumors and misleading trailers drove us crazy with dreams of Marvel's Illuminati with John Krasinski as Reed Richards and possibly Tom Cruise as as a superior Iron Man variant in the A38 universe. Now, we did get the former, along with Patrick Stewart's Professor X and a Captain Carter variant that I think is from the What If series. I'm not sure. But instead of an Iron Man variant, we ended up getting a Captain Marvel variant in Maria Rambeau. Which was okay, but considering the hype and all the speculation and and freezing the trailer where you thought you were looking at superior Iron Man and it wasn't. I mean, it was a huge letdown. And and then, of course, we, we ended up getting Black Bolt. Yeah. I mean, and, and no, not just Black Bolt, but the Black Bolt from the canceled Inhumans TV series. And really, just a complete shambles of a script um, in, in, in regards to the use of the Illuminati who were quickly and I mean quickly dispatched by an angry Wanda that may or may not have been influenced by Cthone or the Darkhold. Look, it was a good film, but nowhere near the hype and speculation. I mean, when Wanda found the Darkhold at the end of of uh, WandaVision. I mean, it just unleashed all sorts of really wild theories on what could be coming down the pike with the multiverse of madness and leading into what we thought would be big Avengers films, you know, but it it was underwhelming. Good, but underwhelming. Uh, But from there, it just got worse for the MCU. I mean, I'm not sure if if the outcome versus the hype was worse for Thor Love and Thunder or Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, which kicked off phase five, I mean, let's face it, they both just disappointed and robbed us of once in a lifetime opportunities to enjoy the introduction of prime Marvel properties in the MCU. Just think of, if you just sit down 
and think of the characters that were introduced in those two films alone. Just sit down and think about what we got. Think of the story arcs that were ever so lightly touched in these two films and all the main prime characters that were brought on screen in these two films. Just think about that and just how how badly they missed. It's just unbelievable relative to the hype, to the speculation. For me, it's just I, I just I can't I can't choose between the two, which was worse. They both were so disappointing. I mean, even Wakanda Forever, which I loved. I mean, that film, it just it couldn't it could not match the hype from the trailers alone. I mean, that first trailer for Wakanda Forever was just legendary, just epic. Now, the story for the film was solid. I thought Namor was fantastic on film. But overall, the story just could not it could not level up to the hype and the unreal expectations. And that was a pretty good film. But listen, I have to say, I, you know, I think that's too early to say this in my mind. But perhaps the biggest letdown for the MCU could be the long awaited Secret Invasion series. Which was just, hmm. I mean, it really was just so far off from the story arc in the comics. I mean, forget about the final episode and the way the series ended. I understand online there's a lot of disappointment with how the series ended, but I just thought, wow. I mean, the hype, the speculation going into the Secret Invasion series and versus what we got, I just... I mean, look, at this point, my only hope is that the series serves as a prelude to the true impact of a scroll uprising, a scroll invasion. I know, look, based on the rumors and the hype, we should see some impact in the announced Daredevil Born Again Disney Plus series. And films like Captain America, Brave New World and Thunderbolts. But listen, at this point, I just I'm coming to terms with the comic book movie hype as its own brand of entertainment and just am getting accustomed to preparing myself to be at least somewhat disappointed with the final product when we actually get the comic book movie content, whether it's film or TV series. I think the hype is is just that it's hype and it's good hype. The hype train is for real. Oh, man, it's rocking. It's rolling. But the the content creators just can't keep pace. And I mean, when I say content creators, I mean the studios, you know, that are making these films, making these shows. They just can't keep pace. And just consider this. The MCU is the gold standard for comic book movies, for comic book TV shows. I mean, I haven't even touched really on DC. I mean, there are countless examples and just in recent years of content from DC that just just couldn't it couldn't even get 
the chin above the bar. I mean, they couldn't even get, they couldn't even pull the chest up to the bar, you know, metaphorically speaking. I mean, they just could not do a pull up here. I mean, look, you take your pick. Black Adam, Shazam 2, The Flash, Justice League, Batman vs. Superman, Birds of Prey. I mean, look. Look, I, I love James Gunn, but I have serious doubts that Gunn or anyone else in Hollywood can save DC live action content. I'm sorry, but I just, I mean, I just think, you know, for me, when I think DC, I just think they're animated content. DC has always delivered with their animated content. I mean, they have a, they have a legit animated universe that delivers. I mean, aside from maybe their Batman films, I think DC should just go all in on animation and just let the DCU or whatever they're calling themselves, let it just die off. Seriously. I mean, the hype for their films has been unreal. And the actual content? God, I don't know. Anyway, hey, Big kudos to the comic book movie hype train and social media. I mean, it's like a masterclass for promoting cinema or anything else that's found to captivate a growing community of enthusiasts and followers. I mean, these creators, they show love and offer some wild ideas and speculation on what maybe should or should not be adopted, adapted into film or show or TV shows. And look, I think it's good pressure for studios to try to match or even exceed by striking that right balance between, you know, these treasured properties or stories and their creativity as writers and directors and film editors. Right. So, I mean, that's the challenge there. And hopefully we'll get some opportunities to see what the creatives can do in the future once uh, these greedy studios can sort out a sort out a deal that is um, reasonable for content our content creators to get back into the studios and and, uh, and do some writing some acting directing cinematography and on and on and on um, hopefully all that will be sorted out um, I'm not going to pretend to to understand the nuances of it. Uh, as a fan, I just, yeah, just I'm rooting for our actors and writers and the people, the creatives that, that make, make our favorite stories and characters to come alive. We're rooting for them to get what they need to continue doing their work because it, it yeah, it, 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 it brings clearly, it brings life and enjoyment and excitement to a lot of people. And it's created opportunities for all kinds of really cool online engagements. So, hey, kudos to the creatives. I know this was a, this podcast was really taking a, taking a hammer to the creatives for a content that I love. But at the end of the day, I am appreciative of all the efforts and I'm glad that I'm growing and I'm living in a time where I can have these sorts of conversations about 
comic books that I read as a kid that I collected and, you know, and stored in plastic bags and, you know, kept in boxes and fantasize about the day when I could see my favorite heroes on, on, you know, TV or on the big screen and they weren't cheesy adaptations like, in, you know, in the 70s and 80s, which, you know, hey, in retrospect, those are some really good stories. Let me tell you, some of the best writing I thought was in that Incredible Hulk series with Kenneth Johnson running the show and Bill Bixby, you know, portraying, you know, um, David Banner and, of course, Lou Ferrigno as the Hulk. I mean, never mind the, you know, the lack of CGI. The stories for that series were amazing. I mean, it was so amazing. I actually bought a season. I didn't buy all four because I'm cheap. <laughs> I did buy one season so I can watch it over and over and over again. I think I bought season three. And uh, yeah, but I, you know, I I could, I could watch those. I could watch those episodes like on and on and on because it's just great storytelling, great acting. And I, you know, I hope we can find more of that in the future because, you know, the MCU has really put out some gems. And, and, and so the potential is there. And even with DC, you know, listen, James Gunn, I mean, he's, if anyone can turn it around, perhaps he can. But um, they have a little bit of a more difficult road over there. But in general, you know, hopefully, you know, our, you know, the actors and writers and directors will get a chance to, to, See how close they can come to the hype train. Perhaps even find a way, find a way to go past it. But um, in the meantime, I'll uh, I'll keep my eyes and ears open on uh, news related to the ongoing strikes, and hopefully there'll be a deal in the coming weeks, days, or weeks. Maybe fingers crossed. Anyway, if you're still listening, thank you. I really appreciate your support and I hope that you will, hey, subscribe, become a supporter of this podcast. I definitely would appreciate it. And you can reach me in any number of ways. You can email me at drgermg at coolmeanderings.com. You can also go to my YouTube channel, Dr. Germ G. Look for Dr. Germ G. My handle is at Dr. Germ G. D R J E R M G. You, you can find some. I have some videos there. Lots of sound bites from podcast episodes. And I, I made a couple of videos on content that I found interesting. I plan on doing more of that in the future. Um, some of it will probably be related to topics in education because I do have a Ph.D. I used to be a, a college professor. Uh, my background was education. So but as I said, you know, this this podcast is about meandering into all kinds of topics that I find interesting and that I hope my listeners find interesting. So I would love to hear from you. So you can email me. You can find me on YouTube. My Twitter handle is at J.E.R.M.D.R. And. I'm also on Instagram. My handle is at D-R-J-E-R-M. All right. Well, thanks for listening. And I'll see you again soon. Or I should say I will chat out to you very soon. 
Cheers. This is the Cool Meanderings podcast with Dr. Germ G.